You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pac's What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Perry Goldstein, and I am not joined by Maggie Loney. It is officially maternity leave season for our co-host, so I'm going to have a bunch of guests join me over the next couple of weeks, starting off with Mr. Grant Bills from the WKTY Sports, Wisco Sports Show. If you get him in, where are you, Lacrosse, Madison, Eau Claire, that oh, yeah. area, uh, you should definitely tune in because you don't just talk Packers. It's Bucks, it's Brewers, it's all things sports. It's a really lively, wonderful show. Um, lively. lively. Welcome, Grant. Thank you, Perry. I think Maggie's child is the lucky one in this because he waited or she waited like the correct length of time and came after the Titans game. Like yeah. did not have to be on the planet and alive during that game. So I think Maggie's child is the lucky one out of all of us. Yeah. Very smart. Baby Loney. We'll find out if it's a boy or a girl. We do not know yet. Um, but very lucky that they don't have to break this frustrating game down because this was so winnable, just absolutely so winnable for this Packers team. Just another, game where you leave being like how did they they lost that by shooting themselves in the foot right like this is just opportunity after opportunity lost to take a lead come back and I think this team just the Cowboys game was great maybe an aberration but this team just is not good the Cowboys game was great and I apologize for nothing over the last couple of days by the way the last couple of days were a blast and it was fun to just throw any and all possibilities around I think this game was frustrating like the Detroit game was frustrating because the Detroit game was a chance for the offense to come out and really take advantage and and get themselves on track against a bad defense. And they didn't. And then the Titans game was an opportunity for the Packers defense to get right against a really bad offense. And they couldn't get right. Like 
so many different games the last couple of weeks, different units and different individuals have had opportunities to get right after the season hasn't gotten off to a great start, obviously. And those opportunities just haven't been grabbed. The defense was terrible last night. They made Ryan Tannehill look like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they got paper cutted to death because apparently playing soft zone coverage is Joe Barry's drink mm. of choice. And it's crazy. You look at the stats. I, I looked at them before we, we sat down to record. Like Ryan Tannehill went 22 for 27, 333 passing yards. Aaron Rodgers yeah. has not had a 300 yard game yet. I don't think this season. <laughs> Two touchdowns, not to mention Derrick Henry threw for a touchdown, and he did give up the one pick in which the offense couldn't capitalize on. Derrick Henry only rushed for 87 yards. Like, they just got paper-cutted to death because they did a great job of picking apart the underneath stuff in these this super soft zone coverage. Like, this was a game, I went into it being like, you, this is a game you just man up. Like, yeah. their wide receiver court isn't great. Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Austin Hooper. Okay, fine. Man I up forgot Austin man. Hooper was on this team Same. until we got started last night. Like I, I, on my show the other night, I was like, "Can you name wide receivers on the Titans? Like off the top of your head? No, you have to think about it. No, simply no. The only reason, the only one I could probably was Traylon Burks because I remember wanting him for the Packers and yeah. the Titans drafted him instead. Like this, just they were, I think, thirty second, literally the worst in passing offense going into this game. And like you said, this defense just could not generate any kind of playmaking against like a pretty bad passing offense. And to me, it was scheme. Like if you're not being asked to press and you're like playing ten yards off the line, like it's it's the twilight zone in which we're just watching the same mistakes get made over and over and over again. And for me, you have these players, you have Jair Alexander, you have Rasul, you've got, you know, Amos who can come up with like, you're not even asking them to do anything that they're actually good at. You're just letting them kind of sit there. And I feel like as a player, you've got to be frustrated. Well, what was it? Rob Demosky's, I think other people had the quote too. like Rob wasn't the only one who reported a couple weeks ago that players were getting frustrated and they weren't really believing in the scheme. So that's been a thing. I just, they couldn't pass off coverages. They couldn't communicate. They just weren't organized on the back end at all. And I think what makes it so bad is like the Titans really don't want to throw. That's not really what they want to do. That's not what they're good at. That's not typically what they game plan for every week. They want to run with Henry, control the clock. And then, you know, pick their spots. Ryan Tannehill threw for, like you said, over 300 yards. I think his next closest total this year was like 280, and it was against the Raiders, who are a fire drill, like an actual fire drill on defense. Like Matt Ryan had like a 40-yard run against them last week. That defense has no clue what they're doing. I just, it's really frustrating. It's it's the inverse of what the Lions game was a couple of weeks ago. The Packers offense had a great chance to really come out and and get things right against the Lions, who were terrible defensively, and they didn't. And Joe Barry and company had a chance to do the same on defense last night. And they they, they made Ryan Tannehill look unbelievable. It was almost halftime. And I, I was watching at a bar because I walk home from work and I stopped because some friends were there and there was a huge TV. And I like, this is a nice place to watch a game. And I'm watching him like, have they forced an incomplete pass yet? Like, do they have a pass breakup yet? I wasn't really on Twitter other than to just see if Twitter was still there. And I wasn't really looking at the stats. And it just seemed like every other play, like I would say something to a friend or I'd take a drink of beer and I'd look up, oh, there's another completion. Like another, they weren't forcing With anything. no challenge. It wasn't even like these wide receivers were making like these incredible contested catches. Like they yeah. were wide open. There was absolutely no 
like adversity to go up against. And you're right. I mean, they had more first downs. They were better on third down. They were better on fourth down. They had more total plays. They punted less. Like they just completely controlled this game from zero dot, right? Like, and you're at home at Lambeau. This is your weather. You're coming off a huge win that you probably want to capitalize on. You're both on short weeks. So that's not an excuse for anyone. They also had to travel and they actually came out with the juice. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) it's just so it's, it's mind boggling to me how badly they played. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, they came out with juice. Let's talk about maybe why they came out with juice. I think they're really well coached, but I also think this team, like so many other teams that have beaten the Packers in the last couple of weeks, like they just smell blood when they yeah. line up across the Packers. And it's like in a couple different ways. I, I think Vrabel and the offensive coordinator who had obviously a, a rough rest of the night is he was the guy who got the DUI right at like one in the morning after the game. And I can't remember his name. I, I'm sorry. I don't have the Titan staff committed to memory. It's not an <laughs> offensive staff that we talk about a lot. I think they came into this game thinking, hey, watch, like it's going to be really funny and no one expects this. We're going to be able to throw on this team. And I think that probably fired their guys up. And also, we've heard this a couple of times. I think Vrabel and his coaches are like, this team is soft, you guys. Like we can go in there and really make a statement and make them look bad. And I think that, you know, the idea of lighting it up through the air and going in and beating up this team on their field in the cold, which is supposed to be their strong suit, which is a huge misnomer. Like I think that fired the Titans up. I think they really got fired up for those couple of reasons. Well, they should because they're right. They're absolutely correct that that was something that they were able to do. Like this team on both offense and defense does not strike fear into the hearts of their opponents by any stretch of the imagination. So they don't bite on certain like looks. They don't respect, you know, the deep ball yet still it's going to be week 11 on offense. Like I know we'll get to offense, but they just, there's like literally zero respect. They're kind of probably a laughing stock at this point, especially for Vrabel. I think who this is like a common coaching opponent situation who knows Matt LaFleur really well. I think like you also get that juice where Vrabel's like, yeah, of course I want to go into Lambeau and beat my old, you know, buddy out there. So, you know, the, the most frustrating part for me too on this defense was they got some really big stops in key moments, right? Like they get a huge, you know, tackle for a loss on second down or a sack on first or second down. And yet it does not matter if you give up a huge completion on third down. Everything you just did up to this point is moot because they're moving the chains. So like, it's almost like all of that effort is completely wasted. And all you're doing is just gassing yourself because you're staying on the field. This team it always makes it harder on themselves in some way. Like the defense is making it harder on themselves to get off the field. I think the offense routinely makes it harder on themselves. And we can talk about the offense in a few minutes, but this defense, like their timing sucks. They will get stops, but it's never a stop when a stop is needed. Like, and it's never a stop that matches up with the offense or with the special teams. Like the defense will have a huge moment and then the special teams will muff the punt, right? Or, or last night, I think it's another example and maybe Nagler 
tweeted about this or somebody, I don't know, everyone was tweeting. I was trying to enjoy Twitter during the game because I thought maybe that it's the last time we'd ever get to enjoy Twitter during a game ever again. And I, I saw everybody saying, like, this team is the opposite of complimentary football. Like, they're, they're contradictory football. Like, Rodgers was playing great until his defense started to get stops, and then Rodgers couldn't hit a throw. It's like, because of course. And I don't know, maybe sometimes it's, it's just not your year, and maybe that's a certain way that that manifests. Like, when it's not your year, it's not your year. And even when your defense does play well, then all of a sudden your offense goes in the tank. But this team always yeah. makes it harder on themselves than it needs to be, and their timing stinks. Their timing is terrible. It really does. Like they finally respond on offense, then you miss a really easy extra point and it's not tied anymore. You have to go for two later on in the game. Just it is. It's everything is so challenging. You know, yeah, they yeah. they make this huge stop in the red zone after an 18 play drive. And you're like, wow, okay. You didn't want to be on the field that long, but they just chewed up the clock. They got zero points out of it. That's a huge for this defense, right? And then the offense goes three, three and out. And it's like, that is the last thing that you want to do for this defense who just was on the field. Let's not yeah. forget for 10 straight minutes because they let, they just decide to let the Titans kind of like pick them apart down the field. And if we're talking about the vibes, like the vibes of that three and out could not have been worse. There couldn't have been a worse three and out, like two carries to AJ Dillon got stuffed twice. And then an intentional grounding where Rogers throws it at the foot of a lineman. It's like, not only was that a three and out, I don't think you could have had an uglier, worse three and out than that. The only thing worse than that would have been a turnover. Like it was the worst three and out after your defense finally had like one great moment in the first half where they were so yeah. poor, basically from kickoff to halftime. Yeah. I think the only moment worse was the Rogers sack at the end of the game. That's probably my, my low light of the game. This game? That sack that he took at the end to push them out of field goal range. Why do I not remember? I, oh, the, God, that was so bad. The dark was, moment that I remember is him just putting one up on the pulley to Alan Lazard on fourth and three for some reason. It's like, I don't know why we're doing moon balls here. I don't even remember the sack. Hold on. Let me pull the dry. Maybe I blocked it out of my mind. You probably did. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so, it's so funny. Like there are some bright spots, like going into this game, I was like, if they can't get pressure, right, this is going to be such a nightmare. And it was still a nightmare, but they did manufacture some pressure, right? They got to Tannehill actually three times. Um, Quay Walker looks like the light bulb has gone on for mm -hmm. him in the last couple of games. So you love to see that out of your top draft pick. I think at this point, it's safe to say not, this is not a good thing, but I think moving forward, it's safe to say, you know, savage ain't it. So we're going to have to do something about the safety position. What is it with, it was the same with haha Clinton Dix where you saw flashes and the talent was there. And then just over the years, the confidence waned and waned and waned and the good plays just waned. I, I don't get it. And it's not just safeties. Like that's happened with corners too. Like that's what happened with Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins. They were great as rookies and then they just never got better. And Stokes regressed this year. Now he's hurt. So you know, who knows how this year would have gone for him if he would have stayed healthy. I have a hard time believing it would have gotten better. Like that just, that doesn't really yeah. seem that's like, that's how this defense works. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 